0: Hello everyone, so I just finished up the first part of the financial system episode and it was funny because I initially declared myself uh, an anti-capitalist in that episode and I was all self-conscious about it because it's like, well, I'm not really an anti-capitalist, Like that's not really what it's like, and I googled a term that I wondered if it exists or not. Because I, I thought that it de- I figured it describes what I am. And I found a wonderful book. So, this will be the very first uh, Spotify episode that is a book review. But it's not really a book review, it's a book synopsis review because I'm so excited to read it. I have to do a review before I read it because I'm going to read it. And it is called The Rise of Techno Socialism. How inequality, AI, and climate will usher in a new world. I am a techno-socialist. That is what I have always been, and I never knew how to communicate it. It's not really anti-capitalist, though. It's, it's, I will, I will begin by reading the description of this book on Amazon before I buy a hardcover copy. (sighs) Kind of steep, actually. I might have to just stick it on Kindle for now. Um, so yeah, what is techno-socialism? Well, here we go. The 21st century is going to be the most disruptive, contentious period humanity has ever lived through. It will challenge our most sacred ideologies around politics, economics, and social constructs. It will force humanity to adapt in ways we can't yet imagine. Now, if y'all don't believe that's true, y'all are in for something. Moving on from there. Here we go, guys. And here's something... I love how this is articulated just in the Amazon. Like, these professors were ahead of me. It was like, I feel like this is what's going to happen. And I figured, does anyone else think that this is what's going to happen? Well, of course. I'm not as smart as these professor people. But I did... I feel like they're right on this one, because I feel like I'm right on this one. I've always felt like this is what's going to happen. The more you study philosophy, the past, not philosophy, the more you study the history and philosophy in the past, you can start to guess what's going to happen. So here's my guess, and why I am one. If the cost of providing universal health care is lower than the cost of building a political movement to prevent it. Would politicians still view it as socialism? And that is exactly like the thing that I said in a YouTube video where I said, um, it doesn't matter what the minimum wage is. The point is, there's someone trying to support a family on it and they're pissed off and they have a vote. So if the cost of providing the thing that the people want is cheaper than preventing the political movement against it, Is it still socialism? Moving on with the description here in the Amazon uh, preview. In a world where algorithms and robots take the jobs of immigrants and citizens alike, are border controls an effective response? If unemployment skyrockets due to automation, would conservative governments rather battle long-term social unrest, or could they agree on something like universal basic income? When renewable energy sources are a fraction of the cost of coal-generated electricity, should lobbyists be able to prevent changes to energy infrastructure? When the crowd's mood is measured in influence and exabytes, will real-time democracy render elections a thing of the past? Brett King and Dr. Richard Petty explore the seismic social changes that will be the thrust on the world over the coming decades. The rise of techno-socialism seeks to answer, answer both how our children will live with AI and climate disruption, along with which economies will likely emerge victorious in an always-on smart world. Wow. That's the first time I read through the whole description. I was so excited because I didn't even read like the middle sentences because I was so excited. I just had to start. Oh, man. All right. Who are they? Brett King and Dr. Richard Petty. Don't know who they are, but they're calling the same shots I'm calling, and that's pretty cool. Probably not the first shot to be called either, but this seems like it's a pretty well done take on what's going to happen, because things stop making sense once technology reaches a certain threshold. The entire point of capitalism was to eliminate poverty. Once technology achieves that, you can start to redefine terms. Once, there is no, once you're in post-scarcity in a certain element. So, you can support something only to the extent that it can be afforded. And whether or not it can be afforded is a metric that's dependent on technology and technological advancement. So, the metric of what can be afforded, the metric of the affordable quality of life constantly changes. And yet... The quality of life does not constantly change because of political forces. That simply will change. It will have to. It will have to because the systems that we have are dependent on indefinite and infinite growth. And that is not going to be sustainable for very much longer. Just indefinite growth. So it can be. You can have indefinite growth still in the financial realm. And I'll talk, I'll talk about that more. But for the most part, I hope I'm I'm recording. Am I recording? Oh, yeah, I'm recording. Okay, good. Yeah. For a second, I thought, because I minimized QuickTime, and I forgot that I was... I thought I was recording a podcast episode, so I stopped looking at the camera. And this is recording a podcast episode, but I'm doing it as a YouTube video first. And... um. Yeah, so it's really important to kind of just keep in touch with what people who think about this stuff all the time are writing, and it's hard to because there's so much content. Like, how are you supposed to find this, the rise of techno-socialism by two guys? You can't. There's no way. So it's just kind of like I try to, like, I'm going to read this thing, and then I'll try to articulate like what's cool about it in a condensed format you know and that's kind of what I like to get out of other podcasts and YouTube it's like they put in the time to immerse in something they're interested in and then they share like the key takeaways but yeah so this was kind of a trip like techno-socialism that's I guess that's what I am a techno-socialist I believe not in equality of outcome though only equality of opportunity and I believe that it's a human right to have uh the opportunity and I believe that, well, I basically I believe that freedom of information and education is a human right. Education is a human right, and the United States legal system currently agrees with me on that much. So they agree that education is a human right, and I believe that in the era of information, that makes freedom of information also a human right, which in turn makes technology, access to technology, a human right. Because education is a human right. It's an extension of that. So, you know, and then you go all the way into UBI based on certain conditions, you know. Um, I think that UBI can help society in a lot of contexts. Depending on whether or not it can be afforded and how it works and all that, of course. Math is math. Math is not the same math that you can that you think it is in regards to money, especially. Um, numerical figures in regards to money mean very little, and I think that that's going to be increasingly clear over the coming decades. So, yeah, thank you everybody. I guess I'll close it out with that. It's a really cool. It's a really cool book, The Rise of Technosocialism by Brett King, and Richard Petty. I will follow up after I'm done with it, which will take me forever because my reading list is too long. And I'm currently reading um, a book called "The Unwritten Constitution" by Professor George Thomas because I'm hoping to interview him on it. Whether or not he wants to do an interview on that or not, it would be I, you know, it's uh, he's uh, he he was my uh, my mentor and professor in college, so um, I have always just. I haven't kept up with anything that he has done in the past while since I graduated, so I I just know that he thinks about the same stuff I do, so I just know that it's going to be good, and so I'm reading that right now. So I have to finish The Unwritten Constitution, and then after that I will read this, but I also write science fiction, so how much can you... That's why I'm not reading fiction. It's hard to read fiction when you're writing fiction. And it's hard to read nonfiction when you're writing nonfiction for me. But I feel like if I'm writing fiction, I can read nonfiction and vice versa. (laughs) So, yeah. Cool, everybody. Thank you. I hope that, uh, you know, I wanted to say, first of all, the, the main worry with a podcast, you don't want to make it all about you. And I don't want this podcast to be about me. It is at first because I'm in the process of convincing everybody to get interviews and growing. But this podcast will mainly be interviews after, well, not mainly be interviews, but it'll mainly be about other people and other people's perspectives. Um, My YouTube channel is more for me specifically, but this techno-socialism is about the future in society, you know, so cool. Thank you.